All right. Welcome back to another episode of Everyday People Elite Conversations. This is uh, round two of this particular conversation with some technical mishaps, but we power on. Marcus, who have we got today? Well, we have Taylor Johnson. <laughs> uh, I was expecting more of an effect there, but it didn't work. Um, how are you doing, mate? Good, mate. Thank you again for uh, having me. Um, to uh, to start, I, I like to think that I was just that good. You wanted me on again. However, we had a uh, when we were recording this last time, I was on holiday with the fam, and the Wi-Fi was absolutely garbage. So it's it's good that we can actually get on and have a proper proper conversation. I think last time uh, we were talking about how it's a bit. We concluded our, our our call and we were talking about how it's a bit of a challenge being on the receiving end of a podcast. So this is going to be good for me. This is like a second yeah, uh, yeah. a second opportunity. So yeah, exactly. no, thank you again, man. I'm I'm, I'm buzzing through back on, so it's good. I'll feel more comfortable this time. Yeah, good, good. Now I'm sure it'll be a good a good chat. So yeah, man. I mean, starting off as we always do, Marcus used to do this bit. This feels weird, but um, as 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 like a younger version of Taylor, like as you're a talk, tell us a little bit about that. Like Taylor as a kid, and if there was any kind of like big moments as a childhood, even that you just remember, is maybe shaping a little bit of who you are today. Yeah, man. So I think I'll probably just start by giving like a recap of obviously what I do, who I am, what I'm about, um, before jumping in. So like I am a competitive bodybuilder and full-time online coach. Um, this has been kind of like, you know, I think this is has kind of been my third, probably coming to my second and a half to third year coaching now. So I got into that following, not really knowing like what what I kind of wanted to do. I went to uni, did all that sort of stuff. Um, so economics and finance at uni, bombed it, got a 2-2, barely. Um, and was sat there kind of looking at grad roles in a bit of a limbo, not sure, not, not, not knowing kind of what I wanted to do. But throughout this time, throughout uni, throughout kind of like getting older I'd, I'd always trained and um I remember employing my first coach when I was like 20 I think it was 21 when I got my first coach and that for me was like that kind of point that was when things really started to click and I really kind of found further love for lifting you know I think uh we're all pretty comparable we've all been training for quite a while um you know I think that we'll always have something in common regardless of your method of training there's always that passion for it right and uh, taking it to that next level I don't know how you boys are but I've always been very you know all or nothing and uh, he doesn't really get more more all or nothing than, than bodybuilding I don't think um but yeah that was pretty much just like I, I kind of got into that through my girlfriend a lot of people are like oh so to, to Joanna oh so did Taylor get you into bodybuilding <laughs> he was like no 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 actually <laughs> yeah man because like we always we always trained like always trained it was just through rugby played at a, a decent level throughout and um, that didn't quite work out I, I really just didn't wasn't quite good enough to be honest with you I had big goals there started off pretty poor worked up to an all right level but I, I was just never never really gonna, gonna make it and then a couple injuries happened I think that was kind of like my get out of jail free card wouldn't quite go as far to say it was a get out of jail free card because I had two shoulder surgeries, but you know, it was, <laughs> I should I should I should have just left after that first one to be honest with you. Should that shit isn't gonna happen. Um, but you know, after that second one, it was like right, okay, I gotta kind of pick back up. And as per our previous conversation, I was talking to you guys about my kind of passion for the weight room before the the rugby stuff. Like I really enjoyed training and and and, and being in that surrounding, I, I could excel at it better than some other or a greater than some other boys and I, I think that seeing that progression and having that absolute control over most variables comparable to, to uh, unlike playing rugby you're not really in control of any variable you're yeah. you get the ball for you know 10 seconds you got to do something with it right yeah. sometimes you don't even get the ball for 10 seconds I probably don't even get the ball very much to be yeah, honest I really with and uh, for me, you know, having that that control and, and seeing that progression and finding that love, you know, I started to train when I was like 13 and uh, I kind of wanted to get into this team sports. I've never really been a, I don't know why I think it was maybe you get caught up when you're younger, you, you have to do team sports, you have to do X, Y and Z and Marcus and I pretty much grew up together and we kind of know what the environment can be like. You're kind of forced into ideologies, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, particularly just amongst our group of, of friends, I would say. Um, You've got to go to uni, you got to do this, you got to do that. And to be honest with you, I probably fell into the trap and ended up doing something that I wasn't really enjoying for probably too long. Um, and then taking that plunge to commit into body on was definitely like a, it's, go, it's that label 
of a bodybuilder that I think I, I just didn't really want to be at all. I didn't want to be associated with because there's such a stigma around it, I think. Um, at least from the outside in. Like, I think that you guys might agree, like, being in the kind of functional fitness side of things or even other athletes will probably look at bodybuilders and think, oh, they're just meatheads or whatever. But, you know, if you meet, meet a real one, they're probably one of the more knowledgeable folk out there. And, you know, in terms of general ethics, in terms of work, in terms of consistency and adherence, you're not really going to see it across many walks. Granted, I'm not saying it's a more challenging sport than, than others. I, I disagree. I, I think there's plenty of other more challenging sports. But when it comes to the mental side of things and the physical side of things and the absolute control and consistency that's required for you know proper progression it, it definitely takes uh, a certain breed to do it and, and i see it as a challenge so yeah man once rugby was over i was like well let's just go balls deep and lay myself as a bodybuilder pretty much and got my coach and uh, from that point on man it's it kind of just progressed and you know for maybe selfish reason i, I think we were talking about last time got into to coaching as a result like i said uni for me was a bit of a bit of a joke like I just ugh, I didn't enjoy it man I was I was doing the wrong things again for the, the wrong reasons um and once it was finished I was like oh, I was just caught in such an awkward place and I was like right you know I, I've always been I've always wanted to do something myself I always envision myself working for myself and I was like right okay well if you're going to pursue bodybuilding like what like what comes hand in hand with that and you know coaching and I'm not saying you have to be a good bodybuilder to be a good coach and vice versa yeah. um but I've always enjoyed working with people. I've always been very people orientated. Probably a little bit of a people pleaser. You know, I've always liked making relationships. I've always liked getting to know people. Um, I've always liked providing solutions and being there for people. And it just seemed like my love and, and, and my passion for the sport forced me to learn things and having that kind of like personal or personal, you know, personal characteristic allowed me to pick it up very well and not force it yeah you know, because people had always really kind of known me from when I was younger as Taylor looked to gym was a bro you know and and I kind of just made something of it and then threw it out there got some clients and uh yeah things things move well nice. so yeah that's kind of like where I'm at just now to be honest with you I'm I'm, I'm I'm kind of scoping through that um and now I think we're kind of talking about like kind of key points or if any kind of like issues or things that I kind of crept up in the past or key moments and yeah, just like I mean one hell of an intro yeah no, I was, was going to say yeah I'm just going to go I through think... everything in between so there's nothing we can really carry on with I think that's it we just you know finished the podcast there he's just answered everything <laughs> pretty much well no I wanted to surmise hopefully I've not wasted too many people no no no. Off, no, but... no 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 I think in terms of introductions, I don't think I can get much more of an intro than that, eh? No, no, that was good. That was good. I think people have a good idea. But yeah, I suppose the the question off the back of that is looking back to even, you know, like pre-bodybuilding you know pre -bodybuilding days, in the rugby days, or just as a younger, you know, person, do you, do you think there's any sort of lessons from back then that was carried forward um, that you still could, you know, kind of put to use today? Um, so I think quite a lot as a person actually and maybe there's not so many relatable things do you know what I think there's been like a couple a couple of things definitely through as a child like my dad has always ran his own business he's always been self-employed he's always had businesses and seeing kind of how he conducted himself and that work ethic was like instilled in me from a young age mm -hmm. I just didn't know how to challenge it because I was so up my own arse like I just didn't know what to do with it so like I said with like me, it was all or nothing. And I think that was a trait that I probably learned from my dad is like, if you're going to do anything, you got to go all in. Yeah. So I think that applies to not only how I am as a coach, mm -hmm. not only how I treat my business, not only how I treat my bodybuilding, but just generally me as a person. Um, and I think that there was never like any key, key kind of points, but just being around that environment and seeing how my dad treated that and then seeing his attitude towards sport, like he played sport at high level when he was younger. And mm -hmm. it, was, it was a case of, everything you have attack 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 like put what you can into it and I think that was probably the foundation mm. you know and then seeing that work ethic you know compounded over years and what can be done with it again that was probably another trait that I picked up from it. my dad's like very uh competitive as well and seeing that but I think that through it rugby um just again it's a lot of kind of comparable people who play rugby I think 
um, similar backgrounds, I would say, um, particularly just like with who I would be associating with anyway. Um, and I think being around those people as well. And, and don't get me wrong, like when I did the like district stuff at an all right level, like again, that was another like seeing boys work that hard at such a young age. It's like, it's, it's just, it, it kind of like fosters and facilitates that yeah. to carry on. It sounds like um, your dad was a key driver to you kind of understanding what was to come after like like a young age and be like, right, if I want to, you know, graft or my, your sense of what, what actually is graft, that's kind of what it is. You know, with, without a doubt, like I still, uh, <laughs> I still kind of have like this image of my dad, like I put a lot of pressure on myself and I think it cut his stems from not being good enough. It sounds bad because I know he's incredibly proud of me, but he always set the standard incredibly high. And even when I thought I was doing well, it was like, oh, but you could have done that. And, you know, some people probably view that as, like, bad parenting. And don't get me wrong, was my relationship with my dad was, like, very turbulent. Like, I'll say that. Um, I think because of that expectation, because I would always get compared to what he was doing when he was my age. And that really pissed me off, man. Mm. I mean, I'm not you. It's a different time frame. But that is still in the back of my mind to this day. You know, I'm not, I'm not seeking approval. Or maybe I was when I was younger. But now it's, like... It's, it's stuck with me and it's, it is definitely a big force behind me. It's like more, 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 you know, what can you do? Um, and I've got a lot to thank for it. It definitely put me in a lot of awkward situations as a child, but, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way because it's, I'm appreciative for it at the moment, but definitely when you're younger though, you know, it was definitely a very turbulent relationship, I would say. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you've said, I'll pick up on some stuff and it'll make you sound like a bad guy, but you're not because I grew up with you. Yeah. Like you mentioned that you said you were up your own arse um, and your, you know, your relationship with your dad was quite turbulent. You just wanted to be the best. Um, and it's like that self-doubt, as you said. What made you think that, you know, because they're two really differing, um, you could say emotions of feeling like you're, up your own arse the best but then feeling like you're back down a level like when you're speaking to your dad like it, he puts you back down a notch so it's like yeah. you go up come down go up come down I think it was having that belief and that drive without actually having accreditations I think it was that kind of like you know fake it to achieve it type thing you know and and if I can approach something with confidence if I can tell myself something like for example on whenever I go to do something you know I journal like I I, I, I still journal like most days um, and I'll kind of go through the process of the day I'll go through how I'm feeling I'll be very reflective but I'll always finish it with a note with a little and I, I say the same thing every single day I'm not going to tell you what it is but I say the same thing every single day you know whenever I've got one goal at hand that's it so on prep, it was, you know, I will win my class. And every single entry that I put, that was the, the concluding note. But I would never I would never tell anyone what I was looking to achieve. I would just keep it to myself. And it was almost just become like a mantra. And, you know, if I could always see something, if I could always have this vision, then you got to have that belief to achieve it for sure. And I think that, like, now that I'm past that, that kind of, like, age and I'm more... Self-aware, self I would say. Yeah, yeah, way, way more self-aware, man. Like I don't, I don't, I've, I've identified who I am. I don't need to go through that teething period of that whole, you know, who's got a bigger dick thing when you're younger. It's, it's Mate, like the thing is, everyone goes through that, so it's not. Yeah. I'm not. I don't want to sound like I'm picking on you because I've been through that. You know, Blair's probably been through that. Do you, do you know what I mean? Though it's not. Yeah. And it's it's good that we identify it because it's like I, I've been there. But look where I am now. Like I'm, I'm self-aware. I know what I want to achieve, and I tell you, I'm going to make it. Like, and it's that kind of attitude that bodybuilding has probably helped you because you're just so driven. You're so driven at the moment. Yeah, big time, big time. I've, I think it was just about finding something that I could, that I could actually believe that I could do something in. Because, um, like I said, I couldn't really set with rugby. I was just like, I was all right. I was, I was, I was okay. You know, I, I think I was pretty lucky to get into the district stuff and with all these injuries that crept up, you know, it was a blessing in disguise because it pushed me into that. And that's, ugh, speaking of that, like that's certainly something that I'm more open to now is like 
life's not really against you. Like things happen for a reason. I'm definitely kind of more of like a hippie as I'm getting <laughs> older. You know what I mean, uh, but everything happens for a reason. You know, when you think of how school ends or, or what grades you get or everything's what you make of it. And I think that that inherent belief is fundamental because it becomes very much so sink or swim when you get thrown all these curveballs, mm. you know, and, and it's how you adapt. And again, I think bodybuilding teaches you a lot of principles, you know, if you fall, you've got to get back up. It sounds really cliched, but like if I fail a lift, if I've got numbers that I want to achieve, I take it very personally. You know, the the shit that goes through my head is is pretty nasty, but I wanna, I, I I will let you put everything I can into every session. And if things don't work out, I take it personally. Like I do, I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Why don't the X, Y, and Z? And but again, it teaches you. Again, okay, take it to the chin. Next week, you've got another opportunity. You know, it's how do you adapt? How do you have that bird's eye view of maybe potential influences? It's it's it teaches a lot, but genuinely, I think that for me, it, that was probably one of the biggest things is is you know get not by not by down, get back up, and just that yeah. constant application. Without um, without sounding like you're content, it does it does feel like you're quite content with where you're at in your life at the moment because everything happens for a reason and as you said it happened to me as well like I've got guys asking me I had this conversation today he's like do you not miss playing rugby I'm like well yes I do but at the same time I've, I've done like I've, I've done everything yeah. I'm, I'm happy I've I've done some pretty cool stuff it's given me that experience in life I've met some pretty cool people and it's not like I'm not uh, what's the word I don't feel like my ego is like big. It's not. What I'm saying is I've done everything. I'm happy with where, where I got to. I don't miss it. And every time I do play, I get injured. And it's just like, why do I want to go through that roller coaster of emotion? Yeah. You know, and I'm the same as you. You need a drive. Like yeah. you're your drive at the moment is bodybuilding. You're yeah. grateful with what happened in the past. I'm grateful with what happened in the past. We move on. Next, like next step, you know? I, I think, yeah, I think there's definitely, you'll both agree, but we're definitely both content in the sense that we feel like we're on the right path. But that that content isn't complacency. Like we're no, still exactly it's a difference. We still have so much that we want to achieve. And I, without sounding like a dick, like neither of us have any signs of slowing down. Like we're 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 at that. We're just at the start, mate. We're we're all young boys here. You know. Blair, how old are you? 28. 28. Mark is you 24? You'll be getting his bus pass soon, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 25 uh, next month. 25 yeah man so we're all we're all young man and like we're all how old are you want to do 25 i know i look 50 <laughs> <laughs> i had someone the other day say i looked i looked about 35 which is horrible horrible just, <laughs> she was like she was polish so like her perception could be totally off of age but she was like yes i think <laughs> I'm taking that as she maybe got her English mixed up and she actually said about 25. Yeah, yeah um, that'll be it, that'll be it, that'll be it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's funny because when we're on holiday, uh, it was a couple of years ago, John and I went to the Wildlife, wildlife Safari Park and uh, I was in the car and uh, the, the bloody the, uh, attendant was like, oh, so it's just like one and a half. It's like an adult and a, and a junior and Joanna's 24. And I was like, oh, I was like, I must look horrible. <laughs> I was like, I was like Jack, she's got ID. I didn't say it because I'm not paying her full wait, fare. I was like, I was like yeah, okay. You should have just kissed her then, and then the attendant would have been like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> European thing. It's a European thing. <laughs> um, no, nice. But, I think like that, um, that's a good actual wee transition there to then. I know we said before, we said we maybe speak about this a bit later, but we, because we touched on it, we may as well go for it. So, you mentioned how, like, you know, knock down, get straight back up is definitely a lesson that you've taken for bodybuilding. What else do you think or comes to mind for just the kind of, maybe not someone who's necessarily aspiring to be a bodybuilder, but just someone who's getting into fitness, getting into the gym. Maybe they've been training for a wee while, but they're just wanting to take things to the next level a wee bit. What other kind of lessons do you reckon they can take from yourself and from bodybuilding? Uh, I think I mean, probably heaps, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think initially you need to have that vision. Like you gotta have a you gotta have something to shoot towards. Understand that that goalpost can change, you know, but it's good to have little milestones. Um, but body ain't gonna happen overnight, you know. Becoming an athlete isn't gonna happen overnight. A lot of people look for all these quick fix, and I think it's 
you know, I understand why when you've got all of these kind of promotions, these short-term kind of summer shredded promotions, and you know, it's fine to get shredded, like it's great. Who doesn't love being peeled? Um, but it's not particularly sustainable. And without that vision, you can easily butcher a diet phase. You've seen it time and time again when people will yo-yo in and out. Um, but it's because it's just that short-term attitude and that short-term way of thinking. And, and that's not really going to get you anywhere in life whatsoever. Like, you know, I'm already thinking about what happens when I'm finished bodybuilding. I'm already thinking about what happens when I've kind of hit at my coaching peak. Like, what do I do then? You know, what, what do I maybe go into a different business? It's like, you know, it's inevitably you got to think long-term and this and know that it's going to be a long-term commitment because anything worth having ain't going to come easy and it ain't going to come quick. Yeah. Especially if you're looking at yourself and you're incredibly soft, you're carrying excess amounts of body weight. You know, I'll see it a lot and this is, is not me kind of calling anyone out or anything. Like I see it a lot and people say, oh, I've got about 10 kilos to lose. And I'm like, mate, you've got about 30. And I'm like, I'm like it's that perception of what they think is going to be possible and where they actually think they are. And I think, it also comes down to again like your environment like i am you'll hear me go on about this but like again make sure you're around the right people make sure that you're not your mum might love you she might love you she might tell you you're the most handsome man in the world but that isn't gonna you know that that is not gonna she's not that for the right person to be talking about weight loss advice you know your mates that aren't in in shape themselves or go to the pub or out in the sky all the time or at nick again it's the same idea it's like make sure that you've got that clear vision but make sure your environment is facilitative of that and if it's not get the fuck out of there well i uh you'll you'll laugh one of the first podcasts me and blair did blair was like my character trait and he i told him what i thought my character trait was and he was like yep i had that down and it's literally i'm just up front I will tell you as it is because I feel like that is the best way for people to learn. Yes, yeah. you have to adapt it to certain people, soften the approach. Because some people don't, you know, they're not the same as me. I understand that. They're not going to respond the same way. Exactly. Um, however, if we actually scrape away all, you know, all the shit, like the the, the message is still there. Um, I feel like we do fall into approach of beating around the bush a little bit you know in the world but i mean that's another uh, conversation however yeah i i would i shy away from not being able to not be honest put it that way be direct. Um, yeah be direct but i and again be honest uh with the way you are perceived put that and even 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 being honest with your with yourself and not just from a coaching perspective mm. you know there's there's being realistic and again having that internal internal talk and being honest with yourself and being impeccable with your own words and 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 that starts at home man it starts with you know what you're telling yourself um and and i always treat others how i'd like to be treated um and for, and, and, and for me i've had a mix of coaches i've had ones that are a little bit softer i've had the ones that are more direct and i always find that, that the more direct approach when like tailored to that individual is always is always going to be the best and even for them like you like i said before like you don't want to be around yes men all the time you know it's uh, you become very complacent man and uh complacency is a killer man you know we'll have all likely been in an awkward space beforehand where we've probably wasted a year or two years or whatever again everything happens for a reason absolutely but like like we talked on the last podcast it's not a place that either any of us really want to be is in that limbo Um, and it pays to be around people that are better than you that are real that are honest um it's intimidating being in that surrounding but i think it's needed like for me training in a different environment so i was training uh, at a gym called the body academy which I like to call the Natty Maker, um, which is basically <laughs> like a, a so it's a, a natural federation in the UK, which is called the BMBF, and that's their gym. Um, and uh, b- between me and maybe like one other person, I was probably the, the biggest guy there. And I'm not, I'm not massive. I'm not. I'm a bigger guy, but I'm not enormous. And for me, like pulling myself out of there and going through to Flexion, which is in Livingston, which is about an hour away, has been such a good decision because when I go there, I look around and there's some absolute megazords, like just big old dudes. Um, and even, even like coaches, there's some really good coaches there. And again, that's intimidating to be around, but it's also good because you can pick their brain, you can learn, but again, it is intimidating. It's like, you got to get to that level. 
What's the, I think that it's the environment, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, man. Yeah, but but again, though, I think that you know it was the same when I was playing rugby, but I think my heart wasn't in it. I didn't have it. I think as soon as I kind of got that that kind of impression that oh, I wasn't going to make it, I'm not going to do this, then you know it probably started settling, and then I started to maybe get a little bit more intimidated by it. And in that environment, if you're intimidated, you're just going to get called out, and it's going to show. And and again, it's it's yeah, it's putting yourself in the right place. Um, I, I firmly believe that, and and being there for me, yes, it's a, a massive commute, but it's something I'm willing to do, um, at least short term. Yeah. So I mean, like your mate, well, you're just living by your own rule there, right? Because you said environments that one of the key things you're putting yourself in that environment. So so yeah. far, you've got like the get down, get back up, the environment. And there was one other one that I can't remember that you did mention. I'm long thinking long term. And it's interesting that you say that because like I try and, and talk to my clients about that a lot and just generally as well. I, I think, you know, 100% agree. People's mindsets are too short term on what they want. And like something that I've been trying to get across recently is like, <clears throat> I can't remember the last time. I mean, I can remember that. That's definitely an exhibition, but <laughs> like it's been so long that I have followed some form of program with my training, right? That that either yeah. either I have written for myself or somebody has written for me. And then when someone comes over and says, oh, I'm good, I'm just going to do it on my own. I'm like, right, that's absolutely awesome that you feel that way. However, like what, what's next for you? Like what's the long-term approach? Where do you want to get to in the end? Because I still think people are, are stuck in that short-term mindset. So I suppose the question off the back of this is, what would you say to someone who's, like how do you get them to think long-term? If somebody was coming to you saying, oh, I want to get shredded, how do you get them to start thinking longer term? So for me, it's about it's about education first and foremost, like understanding that that short term attitude comes with you know short term success. Um, no one just wants to be progress for a little bit and then fall off because even mentally, that has quite a profound impact. I feel it's just that that regular negative reinforcement. You know, we want that positive reinforcement regularly because it comes more and more normal and you begin to shy away from that negative reinforcement. So if you're constantly up and down, up and down, you start to create these habits and beliefs that you can't sustain something. So I think that timeline planning is fundamental. So one knowledge, and again, have a timeline to back up. So say, look, ideally, we're going to get this fat off you, but you're going to be a string bean. Are you happy being a string bean? Yes or no? Okay, yes. Okay, fine. Go and do 10,000 meter runs and then you're good to go. Um, no, okay, well, then we've got to get an approach that's going to be progressive afterwards whereby we're going to only progress your, your food, your training. And guess what? I guarantee you that when we finish this phase, you're going to be eating even more. You're going to be even leaner than what you were compared to peak weight beforehand. Um, you're going to be stronger than you were and, and likely healthier. Um now, what I can't guarantee is that your relationship with how you view yourself is going to be better because hand on heart, I will say that like my relationship that I have with my own physique, and I say to my clients all the time, is like, look, the happiest I was with physique is when I just started doing this. <laughs> okay, because again, for me, like this is something I want to keep doing until I'm 35, 37, 40. Okay, so I've got another 15 years that's ahead of me. I guarantee that by the time I even reach my peak, like my peak, I'm still going to be like, oh, could I have done this? Could I have done that? Um, and that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to accept when it comes, yeah. Um, but certainly having those timelines and that structure and educating them around it. And, and, and more importantly, it's a lifestyle, I think. Like, you can't... It depends what level you're looking at. Like, yeah, yeah. the people that I, I, I work with, it's... it's And even, even, even kind of more gen pop clients, um you can structure things in a way whereby it's at least from my way of viewing things is deviating from a plan, but overall it's going to still give them that, yeah. that little push forward, you know? So um, there's definitely a lot, a lot of ways around it, but I think that timeline and education is going to be foremost and just creating that passion for it, man. Like if there's something that you don't like, find out what it is and stay the fuck away from it, you know, and build a good relationship as well. I think like having a network as well, like, again, I keep going back to the same things, but yeah. it is really important. their importance though. It is man. It is because like, I know that I can confide in so many people that do what I do. And um, I know that they, they feel how I feel. I say to all my clients is like, look, especially the younger boys that come on, 
I love working with young guys, like 17, 18 year olds, they come to me. Usually I don't really get many boys that age. I really don't. I've only got two working with me just now, I can think off the top of my head, that are young. And, but like, honestly, I'll sit and I'll take special care of them. Like I'll let them know, like, look, I've been where you are. I know how intimidating this can be. You're just getting started. I'm going to try and go through all the pit. I'm going to explain all the pitfalls I went through so you can avoid them. Mm. Okay. It's up to you whether or not you believe me, but I guarantee you that I have done all the dumb shit and all the unnecessary shit. And I've learned the hard way. And if I knew what I knew now, I would be two years ahead. Yeah. You know, if I'd, I, I genuinely would be. Um, so I think that, that that's really, really important though, for sure, man. I think um, just stepping in on that point, like, if anything, if I had, I mean, yeah, I don't have a 17, 18 year old client, but if I had a 17, 18 year old client and I was in your position, I'm like rubbing my hands together thinking I can actually impact this guy's life. Like I, I can set him on the road to like fucking. Dude, my mental health would have been so much better as a child if I had had a, a fucking mentor like, or a coach. Yeah. Honestly, mate, it would because like. It, it lets you think of things critically and, and from like a bird's eye view. Mm. It's, it's like hard. just an unbiased approach, an unbiased opinion. Yeah, man. and when you're that age, you're so like malleable. Yeah, well, you think you think the world's your oyster until you know you, you get that big big hit or whatever, and you're like, oh, back down to ground zero. Okay. Right. Yeah, um, and it, and it does take that. It's just kind of buying your time until that happens because it happens to everyone that one moment where you're like that is what probably you know got my shit into gear or that's what really did change me and, but yeah i would i would literally thrive in that situation having someone young 18 years old because you're like being able to shape yeah man, totally. oh, man. Yeah. i think i think then they're 100 like good points there i'm gonna move i'm gonna move on the conversation that we've because there's another big topic that we do want to cover so bringing it back or maybe we've kind of take come away from the timeline a wee bit but taylor i want to talk about that first bodybuilding show that was supposed to happen so yeah. the one that was well, i'll let you kind of do the explaining but i'm surprised i didn't go through that on my robust introduction <laughs> I probably yeah, did it. yeah i was waiting for that one to come up but yeah, i suppose yeah. like you can you can tell you can tell me and marcus and the listeners like how how potentially relatable it is i know we talked to you about the analogy we're going to use but yeah. because you know again myself and marcus don't know how it feels there's a you know there, there will probably be zero percent of the audience that know how it feels to be working so hard for something like a bodybuilding show that obviously takes huge amounts of like dedication and time to get into the condition and then it'd be pulled out from under you so we were thinking the only thing that we can potentially related to is if you've trained so hard and worked so hard to try and climb Everest and then you never get to summit because it's shit weather. So something completely out of your control, it pulls the plug and then it's done. But anyway, I'll let you take I away. Think, I think you'd be quite surprised that might be able to relate to this, man, because think of how many people that have had serious injuries, think illnesses, fucking their missus has cheated on them who they've been with for 10 years and they've got a Tiffany ring and they've spunked all this cash on. Like there's, there's I can, you can apply it to a lot because yeah it's the same level of love and nurturing time that goes into it you know so think of you you've got this massive thing that you have worked relentless for and that's the thing is that there's levels to work yeah like you can you can have a goal you can be working but you can't really be working whereas there's nothing more intimidating than stepping on a stage in a sparkly thong okay <laughs> <laughs> those lights those lights if you're carrying any fat at all those lights will pick it up they're unforgiving <laughs> they were so unforgiving um so i think a lot of, a lot more people than what you think can, can probably relate man especially if you've got any older listeners they went through so much and, and i don't doubt that this uh, touch wood this will hopefully be the last big thing that happens but like life just throws curveballs mate you know yeah. and again it's it's just how you respond now i think that that was a blessing in disguise for me to be totally honest with you um for context, it was a, a, my first bodybuilding prep. I've been working with my coach for about a year and a half. I was like, okay, let's get stuck in. Let's see how we do. Um, I'd still be competing as a junior. So for bodybuilding, juniors 23 and under. Um, and it'll be my, my first show. So I did a 20-week prep. So 20 weeks dieting. And that's like not a gram over, not a gram under. Yes or no, sir, three bags full, sir. Um, by the end of it, I was doing an hour card in the morning. 
and then 50 minutes of the evening. Um, on top of all of that, you have all these androgens, all these exogenous hormones being pumped into you, um, which is only going to kind of heighten how you're you're pretty much feeling. Um, so bear that in mind. Now, obviously, COVID hit, and, and funnily enough, like I I was in such a tunnel that I hadn't really even considered COVID. Like upon reflection, this is something we definitely missed in the last conversation. Is that people get telling me about COVID, and I was like, I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? I was because I wasn't even like I really wasn't paying attention to it. Um, I was just in my lane blinkers on um i had one job to do that was to, to get as lean as i could um but then i remember when my mates fraser messaged me and said here i, I think she was going to cancel i was like i just was trying to ignore them. like for me until i until it was like direct communication and things were on um so i got to you know again after 18 weeks of dieting because about 18 weeks out um, the show was unfortunately cancelled um, we were then thrust into a lockdown for how many months was it lads like six months or something a lot. <laughs> yeah, long time so we're in there for a long ass time um, and it was it was very it was, it was weird like initially I'm just trying to think back because I can remember sitting on the sofa in my flat in Edinburgh and then speaking to my coach and then I sent him a screenshot of something that PCA which was a federation announced and he was like just go and eat man and then I was like I, it was weird like uh, it just just reflecting on because I've never really kind of sat and give that part I didn't really sink in um, and then Joanna was at work so I ended up going like next door having a couple like having a couple twix because I knew they were in the house um, and then sat and then it wasn't it wasn't really until a couple days had passed that things really started to sink in and then I just went on this like nasty ass spiral like just downwards my mental health was awful um, for some reason, I felt like I had like let people down, but I don't think it was because the show was cancelled. I think it's because my response when the show was cancelled. I think it's because what I stood for, my work ethic, my commitment, my dedication, all of a sudden just went went out the fucking shitter. Um, and yeah, it was it was a very like weird feeling um, because something been working so hard on. It's not like. Like I was saying, it's not like the goal was in place for 20 weeks. It's like, ah, I'm just going to do this. It's like, as soon as I started getting coached, you know, it was an accumulation of years, mm. you know, working up to that with yeah. one goal in mind. Like, whenever I train now, my goal is for competing next time. I can see where I want to be. I see where I want to look. Everything I do is for that goal. Mm. Oh, and, and literally that's the only reason I'll do a set and it's thinking okay this will show then this yeah. will show. And that's I just repeat that in my head I think um, my dad shaking his head saying well, You're I, th- I think like with I think people perceive this word wrongly I think there's two sides to it selfish you were so selfish because you prioritized your clients and your tra- and your bodybuilding and when you get something taken away from you having a conversation with your mum or dad is actually a chore because you're like, well, you've got nothing to do with my goal and it's just the whole world's just come down on me. Yeah. And again, you talk that downward spiral, you talked about it's because it got taken out of your hands and you're like, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. I think bodybuilding is all about controlling what you can and you can't control shit because your response would be, I'm going to go and train, but you couldn't do that. Mm. The only thing you could control was your food, but bear in mind you've been dieting for 20 weeks and you have your absolute ravenous. So when you have no immediate goal, no immediate way to rectify this, and again, you can't out-cardio or out-diet what I was eating, but I just went into some kind of like, you know, eject eject button mode, like, you know, fucking okay, that button. big, <laughs> enormous, yeah, that enormous red button that says do not touch, and I was just fucking slamming it. <laughs> You know, um, and I couldn't, I couldn't even talk to my girlfriend about it because I felt so pet. I felt, I felt tiny. I felt, you know, honestly, like it was. I think it was good for me because it taught, it taught me a lot uh, for sure. Um, but I felt, I felt tiny, and as a person, I never want to be in. And I always can. And this is what I say to my clients: is like, look, I can speak from a place of being, and that's a position that I never want you guys to be in. You know, I've, I've handled post show well, and I've not. And that's the way that, and the difference in everything is night and day. Mm. Like I had water retention so bad that I couldn't even walk the length of the street. Like, well, I couldn't, I couldn't walk from like one side of the street to the other because my calves were like seized up, you know, like I had such bad edema. I could put an inch into my, my ankle. Like that's not healthy, you know? And, and again, like 
the main the mental mental implication of that is you're bed bound for days. I couldn't walk, mate. I was like to Joe, I was like, I couldn't couldn't decipher what I'd done. Um, and then when I looked into it when I spoke to people, it was just severe edema, severe, severe like water retention. Um, and I felt I felt like an absolute spare prick. I felt like I was I never felt like in bodybuilding I've, I've been up here because in bodybuilding it's clear where you are in the pecking order. Mm. Like it's so clear, you know, because you look at a physique and it's like, well, this guy's obviously humongous, you know, whereas in other sports it's, it's really not because you, you could be you'd be kind of deceived by some of the boys, right? Um, so I kind of always knew where I stood there. But just like from being in a good position, thing in that pull back, it was like, right, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very tough. But when after that show, you know, I had some conversation. I, I kept myself for too long, and it was just eating away at me. Like I would just be so miserable and generally just depressed. And that's probably the only time I've ever been so low. Um, and it was, in, it was, it was a case of having some conversations snapping yourself out of it and as soon as I I got on ball I got back on with my coach was explaining things <coughs> just from talking almost just like held it in and for me like I definitely do struggle to speak about things um again I think that like from I don't know if it's from my dad but like he's a man's man like you don't talk about this sort of stuff and you know I think that he didn't have maybe the best relationship with his parents and me being open is definitely a challenge. Like even still with my, my missus, I still sometimes find it hard to share emotion and be a certain way, which is my own flaw and I need to work on it. And I tell myself I need to work on it, but I still struggle. Um, but we're learning. We're getting there. One so, day. Mate, it sounds like you went through a roller coaster of emotions and that was a quite a good summary of it. Um, if we kind of strip that back and be like, right, where where have we learned from it? What are the key lessons from that experience that you can sit here today and be sit here today and be like that helped me big time to what I'm doing today? Is it any key lessons at all? Are you grateful for it or are you not? I think that I think the biggest thing it taught me is at the end of it, like definitely was more resilient than what I thought I was. So one there's a pat in the back to talk like whenever I've had some stressful situations talking does definitely help um I think in like this day and age people scream about talking about certain issues but people still really don't um but I think it's maybe just like an aging stage thing because we are the generation whereby our parents were still pretty hard done by I'm looking forward to the next generation all these young all these younger people because they shouldn't really have to go through or they'll be more open, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think that that was probably the biggest one. And ha- having a goal, like it's so important, you know, having a goal and having that accountability is, is a game changer. But definitely that 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 goal and and not getting caught up in self-pity um, because it's easy to do because it's, mm. it's such a vicious cycle and it, all it takes is one conversation to snap yourself out of it. Like I can think of, off the top of my head, I've only ever really had two conversations that have, have been super enlightening. One of them was in that prep, and another one was with um, another coach. Well, three, actually. Three co- three conversations that I can remember that are so vivid and they will stay with me forever. I'm certain of it. All with coaches? Well, Joe's mum was one of them, so Joanna's mother, and then my old coach, and then another coach that I know. So these are, you know, and, and these are all people that I, like, respect and and. Mm. You know, I think it's important that you, you need to talk to someone that you actually, respect. you know, yeah, yeah, because it's different because obviously I respect you boys, but there's levels to it. There's There, there has to be, you know, there, there has to be someone that's going to be influential. And this is absolutely no disrespect to you. So I realise if I sound like a dick, slap me. Um, but, no, I see where you're going with this. So yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, man, it's, 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 you know, it's having that stern voice of reason, you know, that can pull you out of things and not everyone can do it. You know, it's the same with, with you guys. If you've got a serious problem, you might go and talk to your mates, but usually they're not going to really provide a solution. They've not really been through that. I think it's important to talk to someone that's been there or been through some similar some similar things. And I still always have a massive respect for like my elders and people that are more successful than me. Um, and much like you guys, like I can imagine anyway, like I, I respect everyone's opinion and I will listen to it, but whether or not I receive it, is different and again I don't mean that in a rude way but I have a circle of friends that I trust 
you're always this is like, look, they can go in the shower with my girlfriend and I can trust them that they're not going to look. Like, that sort of thing. You know, it's like, okay, I'll listen to these people. Other people can tell me and I'll be going to be polite and, you know, smile and wave. But it's whether or not that comes in. And I think that's another thing as well that's like, from when you're uh, through bodybuilding as well, you get so many people have opinions. The same with you guys as athletes, as coaches. Other coaches will have opinions, but are they credible? You know, are these people coming from a place of, of, of genuine care and experience or are they just kind of throwing their two cents throwing things out there yeah yeah man so that's probably what I'd say yeah. so um, there was one thing I picked up on uh, how long did it take for you to realign your goal post bodybuilding because we talked about like how you post were post that show yeah po- sorry post the show yeah not bodybuilding um, but when did it take that, was there a moment where you're like, right, I need to get my shit together. I need to get back in the straight and narrow. I need to refocus again and get a goal in mind because you, so, you're fine now, obviously. But what I'm saying is, what what was the turning point? So I tried to get back on the horse a couple of times, man. Like I, I generally tried. Like I tried to not cheat my diet. I tried to be adherent. But because there was nothing concrete, it was like, I was pissing the wind, man. <laughs> but that, that was where I needed to do something. So I think like maybe five or six weeks passed. I, I want to say six passed where I was just like so inconsistent. And funny enough, it was that six weeks, six weeks of just struggling through on my own pretty much, which is fucking stupid when I look back. Like six weeks is a long time. Yeah. You know, it's a long time in your own head. Um, of just isolating, of not being yourself, of being low, of... You know, like six weeks, I try, today's the day, Taylor. And then I wouldn't do it. Today's the day, Taylor. And then I'd go out and I'd walk and I'd just come, go to walk for fuck knows how long. And then I would go and I'd go to Tesco and I'd just get like a meal deal and then loads of shite. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And because I'd done this massive walk, I felt like that was okay. And I'm like, it's just, it was like, it was literally falling into habits that people like that I have come to me that have. Mm. And again, it's like, I've fucking been there, man. Like, I have done. I've done the 20,000 where you are yeah yeah man I've done it and people probably look at me and like really because they see like where I am now and how I look now they're like really but I'm like dude I fucked up man I fucked up a lot and I've learned and every time I've learned or every time I've experienced something I've learned and this is something that I'm bad for is like I need to experience it myself yeah like after many times and this is why this is why I really enjoy again going back to the point about working with younger guys it's like whether or not they listen or not, you know, whatever. Because I know for a fact that many times that I, I need to learn the hard way, unfortunately. And it's, I, I'm trying to, you know, correct that. Um, but like, I got to fuck up myself and I got to, I got to, I got to take that punch in the dick um, to really learn and not go through that again. And again, that was a, a perfect example of me going, you know, I'm going to do it today and then just binging. Or I'm going to go and train and then I'll do like two sets of flies and then just fuck off. You know, this was in the home gym. This was in the home gym. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it was six weeks it took me to have that conversation. Um, and then as soon as I had that conversation, I was like, right, okay, on the Bluetooth to Cuba. Hey, mate, what's up? And then I was with him for, you know, almost three years, you know, so a, a long a long time with him. And he is a badass motherfucker, man. Like, he, again, taught me, like, levels, you know? Yeah. You know, like, there's levels to this. There's levels to effort. There's levels to adherence. There's levels to accuracy. There's levels to coaching you know um and i think he was like fundamental you know do i think that uh i mean the reason i left cuba uh, was he was just it was fucking hard mate it was just hard like he was very he's, he's like my dad i was says to him was like dude you're like you remind me of my dad because it's yes or no sir three bags full sir type shit and it scrutinizes everything but i need that at that point whereas now i'm very self-sufficient I have that clear vision. I have a clear goal. I know what I'm going to be doing for the next however many months. Um, and I can execute. But at that time, I needed that because it, it pulled me out. It cut that bullshit. And it made me, it forced me to learn and be even better. Um, you know, and some people don't respond to that. But again, that's kind of how I've always been with my dad. It's like, he's, he's very, like you said, like upfront, like you were saying, Marcus, he's very upfront. Um, and I certainly res- respond to that. But I know that that not everyone does. Like, this is where I'm probably quite good. A lot of people get get work with a coach and then they become that coach, mm. you know. But for me, it's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna see what I like about this coach, see what I like about that coach, see what I like about this coach, and then form my own thing, mm. you know. Because I didn't really like how I get talked to sometimes, and I hit a point where I was like, nah, like 
this is a bit too brutal for me. And, you know, I, I learned everything I had to from him. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a case of using him. Like, granted, he was my coach. I was employing him. But he he, he served a... He was, he was a really good for me at the time. Um, well, it just came to a natural conclusion, probably. And, but, and you were probably like, yeah, time for me to actually... Yeah. Um, not not move on because you'd probably go back to him for advice, probably. Yeah, if we talked, we talked, we talked to me, we talked, talked to me. But again, it's 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 an interesting one, man, for sure. But uh, no, you're absolutely right, and and I lost my train of thought there, but it was going to be actually quite a good point. Um, what was it? I can't remember. Just move on. It'll come to me because it was. It'll it'll come to you in a minute or so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that I think solid stuff. Really good. I reckon I'm glad we redid this because it's a lot more deep than last time, man. Yeah, this is good, man. This is what the people want. <laughs> I'm not then, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, like um it's it's given us a better insight into you as well. Yeah, and for sure. especially what anyone you don't have to be a bodybuilder can take away from, from what you've gone through. Yeah. The routines, the the mantras that you live by, the journaling, it all adds up to the person that you are. And mate, it's like hats off to you because you've gone through that that stage, that cycle of you know being top dog, uh, feeling like the world's your oyster, and then it brought all the way back down, and then you're feeling like, oh right, okay, I'm here now, and then you come back up, and you just become a better person. It sounds like, and it's pretty pretty evident to us. Like you've got your, you got your shit together you're and you're just very driven and that again complements your bodybuilding as well i think yeah no i, th- I think so man I, I, everything happens for a reason man and uh, i think that so john and i've been looking for houses and you know we finally got all which is amazing and the ones that we looked at before offers didn't go through and it's like again it's like dude I, I, some days i was fucking feel like shit but now when things happen it's like okay if things happen for a reason the house we're going to is perfect i'm buzzing for it um and more and more, it's like age is a fucking, you hold, you hear about all these things, people when they're old, like, you know, saying the older you get, the wiser you get, and it, it kind of is true, so it is applicable for I some I think it's people. definitely true, definitely. Yeah, some people get caught in a rut, and like, it kills me, because I can still think of boys, I'm not going to say Marcus will agree with me here, but I can still think of a lot of people that we maybe know from younger years that have maybe just stayed in the same little bubble and same little rut, and that scares the shit out of me. Mm. You know, and it's not a position that I would really want to... Like complacency. Yeah, man, it's like it's it's just being stale. We, me and Blair talked about it. Like that's my like. If someone says to you, "What is what you most scared by?" It's like being in the same place I was a year ago. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's the same with my bodybuilding. It's like if if I have not progressed, like why not? Last year I gained this amount, this many pounds. Next year I need to I need to progress. I need to gain this amount of pounds. And it is a little bit extreme. Bodybuilding is so extreme, but like. Honestly, it's it's ta- it's taught me so much, man. It generally has like, carved me into the, the person that I am today because uh, of what it, it teaches you, man. And and like I said, you don't you don't need to be a bodybuilder to uh, appreciate the lessons that it can it can teach, and mm. and you can apply it to anything. You can absolutely apply it to anything, and ninety percent of it's mental. It's like if you you can you can get in there if you can start unwinding some things. If you can be, you know, pensive of your own processes then you can you can definitely straighten out some wires. Everyone has some like underlying shit from when they're younger or some, you know, you're you're a processor pretty much. Like you're taking information all the time and you're forming habits based on that. Mm-hmm. Um and, and for me it just becomes so much more apparent one, your environment, but two, what you're telling yourself. And again, going back to the journaling, going back to that positive reinforcement and going back to that competitive nature like everything for me like it, it seems so apparent that, that all these things that i've always kind of wanted to or all these these kind of traits that i've identified complement each other really well in the form of bodybuilding for me um so i'm, I'm pretty blessed like it, and i know it's the, i'm doing the right thing you know and, and in turn that's positive for me because you know it's positive just now i think my only concern is when i'm older and i can't do it i've identified as a bodybuilder for so long by then it's like because i, I see this as a 10 12 15 year thing yeah. It's like, well, then what? You know, that's going to be another challenge. You know, yeah, going from this for your mind to another for your mind. That's when we'll have the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, that leads on nicely to the very last bit to wrap up. All right. So, two things, then, I suppose. One, just what are the next steps for you? Where, you know, even in the near future, what are the next shows? What's the next things happening with coaching? 
things like that and then where can people find you um so for me right now um <clears throat> i need to move into this house so hopefully move in there around october which is exciting so i, I can't wait for that and um, saves me an hour commute <clears throat> to the gym five times a week <laughs> but once that's done dude, that's that's like the first thing i'm focusing on like bodybuilding <clears throat> is ongoing for me yeah, it's always yeah. in the background if i feel like i've done enough then i'll be aiming to compete net towards the end of next year um at the arnold uk's and the amateur classes of course i'll probably do another couple of shows around that but that's the, the big one um <clears throat> but to be honest with you though like i've got a lot of people competing next year off the top of my head there's like five um and i want this to be like you know amazing i want them to do shit hot because like i'm just invested in their and in, in them as, as they are these are all long-term clients and it means a lot to me to see them do well yeah. um so whether or not i end up pulling back next year but again my only concern is that i'm gonna still be growing the business so i'll have likely more people competing the year after yeah. um so that's gonna we'll need to wait and see about next year i would love to compete but again it comes down to being realistic i know i've progressed really well i know that i'll present a different look i know that i'll be heavier i know that i'll be carrying more tissue i know that i can get just as lean if not leaner um but it stays doesn't go anywhere yeah because i'm i'm so in because it's just my life right now yeah um there was this like there was this do you know what is it jake paul i think it's no logan paul was in a, a, a podcast i don't listen to it i see these snippets all the time on yeah. social media and it's he talks about like so do you he talks he talks to Arnold and asks like do you still train and he's like he's like did you have breakfast this morning and yeah like, yes oh do you have it every day because you're just used to it yeah but I mean like for me like having my six meals is normal training x amount of times per week is normal getting my x amount of sleep is normal you know my routine is locked in and it's where I operate best yeah. So for me because I've created this environment because I've created this process this routine. Fulfilling. It's just it's cyclic. You know, every day is the same to me. And to be honest with you, like when I was away with you guys last week uh, on my holiday, it's not really a holiday for me because I can't really switch out, switch off. I feel jittery. Mm. I like this. This is amazing. I like my desk. I like being at home. I like going to the gym. I like having my meals on time. I don't like deviating from the plan. It makes you uncomfortable and anxious. And I think there's a lot to speak on that about whether or not that's healthy. But you know. I'm probably past that point of healthiness, to be honest with you, to the point where it's more of an obsession and I'm probably fixated on it. But again, it comes down to how big and monumental my goals are. Yeah. I don't share about where I want to go. I keep it to myself, but I have that inherent belief that if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'll get there. Yeah. Um, and being out of that, I feel like I'm just wasting time, you know? But again, because this is, because I'm more process driven, above all about ticking the boxes, getting these meals in it's fulfilling that way you know so i'm pretty sure if i keep doing what i'm doing i'll get to where where i want to i would love to compete next year whether or not i do or not i'm a bothered not really because i'm i'm, I'm still young i'm 25 i've got another i won't be my prime for another five to ten years like you know you pretty much get to 40 and your, your shit starts going downhill and i've got plenty of time until then so there's no rush. I would love to. I think it would be really good to get back on there and just to show people and to kind of show my clients, you know, this is the guy that's in charge. This is the guy that I'm working under. You know, I think it's it's important to lead from the front. Yeah. So important to lead from the front, especially in this game. Um, but we shall we shall see, man. Uh, fingers crossed, all was well, um, and and that'll be the plan. But I am I'm really looking forward to compete. I was at one of my clients had a photo shoot today in Glasgow. So it unreal so it's absolutely amazing she's got another one in two weeks time so I'm, I, mean, I can't wait to go back and see her again um for the second one um but that was it was really really nice just being there um and just seeing like how the end package was after dieting for so many weeks it makes you want to go and do it but again it comes into being realistic and yeah i'm not going to just go and slap on a pair of trunks and get diced if it doesn't if it's not needed yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, there's yeah. still more, more work to be done. But again, it's like I was speaking to one of my one of my, my other clients yesterday, and it's like that that goalpost, like I said earlier, it's like the happiest I was with my physique was when I just started. And I know that I'm gonna be doing the exact same thing I did last time and just pulling my physique apart. Um yeah. but no, I, I love it, mate. I, I really do love it. It's it's like my life. Uh, and you know, I'm I'm so happy that things have worked out the way they have. Like I think it shows in 
not only the progress that I've made, but in how I conduct the business and how I conduct myself. And I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy and, and pretty blessed, man, to be doing what I do. So, yeah, here's to it. If you want to come and find me, I chat a lot of shit. But you can get me Taylor James Johnson on Instagram. I don't have TikTok, unfortunately. People are like, you're going to get in TikTok, man. And I'm like, ah, you just, it's not really for me. Not really for me. Nah, nice man. Oh well, yeah, thanks for coming on. I think hundred percent. This has been awesome. A lot, a lot to take away from this. Pleasure as always. Always here. I'm. Uh, I'm waiting for my invoice fee for my counselling. So thank you, boys. <laughs> nah, thank you too. I appreciate it, bro. Uh, yeah, a lot. To t- a lot of takeaways for people, especially people that aren't even interested in bodybuilding. That's the main yeah. thing for me. Like you can, if you take that away, strip, strip it back. Yeah, a lot. I mean, t- I don't. I don't know if you guys find this or not, but like. As a coach, you're more so a life coach than an actual physique coach. Yeah. Right? 100%. Because if, if this if this is good, if your mind is good... Everything else is easy. Everything else, uh-huh. And, like, when I talk to people about stress, anxiety, it's like, oh, but I'm going to go and train, I'm going to do it. And they're training, like, stupid amounts. Like, oh, but the gym is my, like, release. And I'm like, dude, if you're training seven days a week on top of cardio sessions, there's something that needs addressed up here, firstly, because... If you think you're going to progress doing that, you're more likely going to end up burnt out with a piss poor relationship with it, mm. not getting the results that you want. Um, so I think there's a lot you can speak on a whole podcast about that and 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 in, in that relationship. Absolutely, man. Good stuff. Awesome. Right, let's wrap up here. Cheers, boys. See you on the next one. Pleasure as always. <laughs>